Hey there, and welcome to the devotional. I'm Walter, the dyslexic bilingual hillbilly and pastor of the Rhine River Baptist Church. Today is Thursday, August 31st, 2023, and today is our 202nd devotional. And today uh, we're looking at uh, four characters in the Bible. You could say we're looking at the wives of Jacob, uh, just to get a glimpse of what's going on here and uh, how the the nation of Israel was was birthed, you might say, and, and what kind of problems this caused. So um, you find in Genesis chapter 31, verse 14, uh, it says, And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? They go on to say, to, to Jacob, you know, do what you want, uh, do whatever God has called you to do. Uh, we're with you because our father has sold our inheritance, what he paid for us or what he was paid for us. He's taken that and wasted it. And there's nothing left here for us. And uh, you can almost see the resentment of these two uh, ladies, these two sisters, uh, to their father of what he did to them. And uh, so who were they? Well, Rachel, um, she was the younger daughter of Laban, and she was the one that Jacob loved. And you see this in Genesis 29, 30. We won't read it, but Jacob loved her. Uh, she was younger. She was uh, apparently more beautiful and uh, Jacob was willing to work for seven years for her, and uh, that's not quite what happened. Jacob works for seven years, and he was deceived by Laban and got Leah. So Rachel, that would have made her resent her father, resent her sister, and uh, it, it would have just made problems. Uh, she was also one that was barren. She didn't have children for quite some time. And when she did have children, she had two. She had Joseph and Benjamin. Um, and so uh, when she had Benjamin, though, she died in childbirth. Um, so she had a shortened life. She had a troubled life. Um, she was also the, the daughter of Laban who stole uh, the, the idols that he had, his his idols that he had set up in his house. She was the one that took them and she hid them. And later on, you find that um, that Jacob tells them to, to get rid of those things, the idols and their earrings, and to bury them. He took them and buried them under a tree. But that's where we find that she started this. Uh, she stole these idols. So uh, that's who she was. She was willing to connive to try to get a son. Uh, you find her uh, buying uh, mandrakes from uh, Leah. Reuben had brought in some mandrakes and uh, Leah uh, sold them to her. And, and it's very similar to what happened when, when Jacob sold the, the porridge or sold the, the, the food to Esau. And it's just a reminder that whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Here, Jacob has done this, 
earlier in his life, and now he's having it done to him. He's having his wives squabble and fight over him. So that's who Rachel was. Who was Leah? Well, she was the older daughter of Laban, um, and she was the one that that um, was hated. You might even say, I think it, it says in Genesis chapter uh, 29, verse 31, that God saw that she was hated of, of um, Jacob, and therefore God opened her womb. And she had um, six sons for Jacob. Uh, the six sons are Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. And then she had a daughter, uh, Dana. And there's a whole story about uh, about her once they get into the land of Canaan. Uh, we won't get into that at all, but um, we might get into it a little bit when we talk about Simeon and Levi. But um, here God had just, because God saw that she was hated, God blessed her in a special way for her to have six sons and then a daughter. Um, she was quite fruitful, you might say. And, and even uh, as she is bearing these sons, it just she keeps repeating over and over that now my husband will love me because I have borne him another son. Now my husband will love me because I've done this. And, and it, it appears to me that she thinks that her worth and value is only in what she does. And because of what her father did to her and because her father abused her in such a way and uh, tricked her husband and tricked the marriage, you might say, tricked Jacob into marrying her, uh, probably gave her a low self view uh, for the rest of her life. Uh, but the interesting thing there too is that she is the one that was buried with Jacob uh, in the sepulcher that uh, Abraham bought and, and there in Hebron. So uh, just an interesting little bit of uh, tidbit on her. Um, the next one that we see uh, is Bilha. Well, who is Bilha? Um, and I know I'm probably not pronouncing that one quite right, but she was the the maiden of Rachel when Rachel got married. Um, Laban gave Bilha to Rachel, and she was when Rachel realized that she couldn't have any more children, or that she wasn't having children. She takes Bilhah and gives her to Jacob, and she is the mother of Gad and Asher. So um, again, uh, you see this squabble coming up, and because these women are trying to get the affection of their husband and trying to uh, solidify their worth in the community, you might say, uh, they were willing to do all kinds of things. Uh, awkward things, you might even say, and giving these handmaidens to uh, Jacob. Uh, and Jacob, uh, why did he not say to begin with somewhere along the way, stop, that's enough, no more. Um, but once sin has started in the life of someone, it's a lot harder to stop it. Uh, you can stop it a lot easier at the beginning, uh, but this had already been justified by Abraham when he took Hagar. So um, you can see where Jacob doesn't think anything bad about it because 
um, it was not condemned by uh, Abraham or Isaac, for that matter. You don't find where it was condemned. So uh, Bilhah, she was the mother of Dan and Naphtali. And then you have Zilpha. Um, and again, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but she was um, Leah's maiden, and she was the mother of Gad and Asher. And so that's how you get the 12 sons of uh, uh, of Judah, or the 12 sons of um, Jacob. And, and that's where you see them all coming from. That's how the nation was built. Um, and, and we see some problems with this. Uh, that here's a man that has four wives, basically four wives, and, and the infighting that must have gone out on with them. We'll see this a little bit more tomorrow, uh, but you know there was animosity in the family. There was backbiting. There was um, pr there were problems going on. Uh, Proverbs tells us very plainly, Proverbs 21, it mentions it twice that uh, in that chapter in Proverbs 21 that uh, it's better to dwell on a rooftop or better to dwell in the wilderness than with a brawling wife or with a uh, a wife that is clamorous. Uh, it, it's just not pleasant. And here Jacob's house was made very unpleasant because of what happened with, with Laban and the way he treated his daughters and then the way the daughters felt like they had to uh, compete for Jacob's attention. Um, honestly, how I, I can barely give my wife the attention she wants on my own. I can't imagine trying to give her the attention and lots of others. That just would not work. And to, to think that it would is silly. Uh, but here you have, uh, what can we learn from this situation in the Bible? Well, the first thing that I think can be pointed out easily is that not everything in the Bible is the way that God intended it to be. Um, there are a lot of things that happen in the Bible, and this is the history of the Bible. And we shouldn't say that, well, because we find it in the Bible, that's the way that God intended it. And the Bible is condoning this. The Bible never condones uh, a man having more than one wife. Uh, in fact, Christ says that for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and he, he shall cleave unto his wife, singular. So uh, this idea of having more than one wife, I know in uh, some cultures that we have dealt with here, um, that's common, but... Um, that's not what the Bible intended. I, I've heard some men use this situation with Jacob to say that God condoned it. No, he didn't. God allowed it. God used it. He did not step in and, and, and stop it. And they think because God did not stop it, that he is condoning it. And that's not the case at all. Um, the next thing that I think we can learn is that um, God does take bad situations and then turn him, turn them for his his glory and our good. Uh, and, and if you think about what happened here, uh, you can see that um, God built a nation of Israel because of what Laban did here. Uh, the whole nation was built on uh, 
with these 12 sons being born. And it just reminds me of Romans chapter uh, 8, verse 23. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Um, oftentimes we take this verse and, and we just say all things work together for good. We need to be careful with that. Uh, we need to be very careful with that. God does take bad things and work them for his glory. And I'm sure that when we look back on, um, when we get into eternity and we look back on our lives, we, we will be able to see how God was able to work all things for good. Uh, and it reminds me of Corey Ten Boone. Uh, if you ever get to visit uh, the house where they lived, the, the hiding place house in Harlem, uh, they're just outside of Amsterdam. Uh, you'll see they have a a, uh, a cross stitch um, canvas there, and you see the back of it, and you see that mess with all the strings. You turn it over, and you see the the beautiful picture that has been uh, done with cross stitch. I think it's with cross stitch, but that's how God works. We don't see everything right now. We're not looking at it from. Um, eternity's point of view we're looking at it from our our time's point of view and i think it's the backward way of looking at it um last thing uh we see that god sees and he is the one that judges um and, and i just take a verse from uh what abraham said shall not the judge of all the earth do right when when you look at leah's life and how god judged there he he did what was right for Leah. He did what was right in helping the ladies. Um, he protected them along the way. And even though they weren't in a great situation, God was still watching out there. So uh, I hope we can take that to heart and that if we will serve him and trust him with our lives, he'll do what's right. He will, he will work all things for his honor and are good. So um, I hope you can apply that to your life today, and I hope it's a blessing to you. Until the next time, auf Wiedersehen.